Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Tuesday, January 29th, 2019. We're almost out of January, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 217. We are still coming to you from Control Room B. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Patrick Klepek. Hello. My heart is full. Sippers Coffee. Heart is full. Danielle Riendo. Hi, my heart is mostly full. Is it your heart is distracted by this TV we can't I can't off. stop. What? It's commercials and it's The View and it's too much. I don't know why The View is on. And also <laughs> here with, I don't know, a heart filled with, I don't know what, Natalie Watson. Emotion. A heart filled with emotion. Coffee. With coffee. That's my heart is filled with coffee. <laughs> Natalie, before we go anywhere else, I just need to, I need to know, before we, I, there's new releases to talk about. We can talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. We can talk about uh, the Anthem demo. We can talk about Resident Evil 2 again. Oh, we played fuck a bunch The Bachelor's. On. Okay. This is this truly it's not distracting. On. This is an advertisement. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say if the bachelor's on, we need to cancel pod. We, I'm gonna slide this way. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna move over here. I'm looking. I'm gonna at look you. at you both with my I, eyes. I can. Both sides of my peripheral vision are this fucking ABC. What's morning. over there? Wait, how's it over with there? The reflection. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Natalie, I'm gonna get games. your attention. I need you to just tell me if you know anything. If you can now answer me after another weekend. What my time in Porsche is? No. Fuck. Um, I spent a little bit more time on it this weekend. A little more time in Porsche. Time. And I spent a little bit more time at Porsche. At Porsche. Fuck. But I, uh, I actually, I did some. I lost interest in organizing my workshop, and I began to organize something else this weekend, which was <laughs> okay. my finances. Dun dun dun. Is that more or less fun than my time? It with was Porsche. Okay. Near Porsche. Here's what I'll say. If you haven't I tweeted this, but also if you haven't checked your bank statements recently, you should. And <laughs> wow. another thing I'll say is if you haven't checked your Apple subscriptions, you should. Because I made a realization yesterday. Your voice is getting shaky. What did you discover? I had been subscribed to something. Three years ago. <laughs> three three Oh, okay, it's subscribed like with money. With money. Not. Three years ago, 20-year-old me oh. was like, I'm going to join a lesbian dating app because, <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Le- yeah Lesbotronic? Because I was like, you know, how else do I meet girls in New York City? I'm 20 and afraid. Fair. And then the app was like, do you want to pay $15 a month? Yo! <laughs> oh, my. Oh, and I was Natalie. Like, paying, Natalie! I was like, wow. paying $15 a month to be gay? Of course. Of course. Wow. Of course. I've already paid so much. <laughs> so, I Sunday, I went to my $15 Apple. $15 a month. Did you at least get a free month? Three, 
Was there a trial? There had to be a trial. There was a trial. I'm pretty sure. Go on one date, now pay $15. (laughs) Didn't go on one date, so. My humanity's ass just had to open up the calculator to see how much money you spent. That's, I don't want to know. Do you, do you not want to know? Do you know? I don't, I don't know. You must intuitively know what you've lost. I mean. But what have you gained? Maybe this worked out for you. I don't think it worked out for me. I got like. Not very many matches. I went back and like I re-downloaded the app to try and cancel my account and <laughs> realized that you don't have to re-download the app to cancel your account. <laughs> wow. But then I was back in the apps. <laughs> so I was like looking at my past messages and shit and I was just like, oh my God, end me now. Uh, did so you meet any girls named Portia? I did Good not question. meet any girls named my Portia. My yeah. time with Portia. Yeah. Right? I did not. So here's your friendly reminder to check your Apple subscriptions. Check your PayPal. Check your PayPal. Check your bank statements. Check, check your, your bank, bank statements. <laughs> check your Patreon. Check your Patreons. Maybe you don't need to support that same artist that you did seven years ago. Maybe you don't. Push it out. Maybe they're they doing fine. They their Patreon open. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So uh, that's not... I I had a similar moment in my 20s. I did not have a $15 thing for three years, but I was not someone that used a credit card a lot. And then I moved to San Francisco and money was tight and I was using it more. And like this was also like as online purchasing was going up. And there used to be a thing where it was like very easy. This is less true these days, um, especially things are a lot more transparent these days. But there were ways where like you would sign up for things, but the subscription would lapse, but you would pay like a dollar a month. Like there were like all these like tiny charges that would get stuck on your credit card. And I can't remember exactly what the actual like machinations behind it, but I do know that like one time I had the same sort of thing. I was like, I'm going to look at my credit card statement. Like I barely use my credit card. Like why should I have to look at it? Like I pretty much know when I use that thing. And it was like, just like all sorts of tiny charges (laughs) that were related to like little things that I had canceled, but not canceled like the other part. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been there. You were not. You were not alone on this. On yeah. this, I've tossed money into a garbage fired <laughs> journey. I don't uh-huh. even know. I also the ways the ways it was listed. It's not even clear what those things were. I had to call oh, the credit never. card company oh, and just dispute unclear. them. Right. I had like just iTunes, fifteen dollars. I actually had more iTunes subscriptions to other things too. Wow. Right? Anime. No, I wish that would be honestly <laughs> better than. Everything else. Sure. But I do, I think I should just know how much did I spend over? 540 No, I did not. 100%. That's how the math That's works. That's money. That's Natalie, real money. Natalie, That's I must know. That's a trip know. or like a hotel somewhere. For yeah. a, it's a hotel. Yeah. Did you, did you cancel it? I did. I okay. did You're sure it. you're, 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 you're 100% out. Sure. You're I'm, out. I'm 100% Porsche, sure. You're done with Porsche. I, not only did I, uh, 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 cancel my subscription to the premium account service <laughs> for this. Wow. Excellent. Well, I don't were know. I can't tiers? really speak to the quality. There were different tiers. I could have been something less. I don't know why. <laughs> I I don't know why. I'm trying to convince you that if you spend $15, your chances You're going to find higher. love. Yeah. Better, they're like $15. Yeah, you'll find you, love. The good algorithm. You'll find her. <laughs> yeah. You'll find her in Porsche. Exactly. So, uh, I, I canceled it. I closed my I closed my account okay. officially, and I'm no longer a member. So, okay. moving on. Congrats, PSA for everyone out there. PSA: Don't be a fucking fool like me. <sighs> Instagram personals for all you uh, women and non-binary people out there who who like other women and non-binary people. 
Instagram, Instagram personals, personals, baby. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah it's, it's free thing. also. It's not $15 a month. <laughs> it is $5 to guarantee that you get your personal listed, but that's it, and it's a one-time thing. Wait, ever. what do you mean to guarantee that it's listed? So... Will it not get listed if you don't fucking it pay them? It probably will, but it won't get listed like that what, month. But what? What? Look, that's like, a scam. They're like, <laughs> if you want to put your person on, we got you. But if you slip us a five, right, we'll put you in the we, front of the line. That's what it is. Damn. Damn. As if there's a limited it's a number. It's a one-time five-dollar thing. This is not fifteen dollars a month for three. Years. I don't even hear that there's an algorithm involved. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just it's just a lot of folks on there. Mm-hmm. That's all. People love Instagram. Hopefully, it's, it's this worldwide too. Messaging worldwide. merger that's happening between it and WhatsApp, wha- WhatsApp and, and Facebook Messenger <laughs> won't up? ruin. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, Yandel? Uh, we're gonna talk about video games <laughs> now. Are we? We're gonna pivot. Waypoint's making pivot a pivot to video games. from dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have opinions on. I think we all have opinions on them. Oh, yeah. Two, except for Patrick, who's been in dating a committed apps. relationship for I was, all, I was years. off the market before dating apps existed. <laughs> now, now they just scare me. <laughs> if dating I get hit on at a bar, it games. weirds me out. I don't know I don't what to do. I don't use any dating apps. That's, except for I'll Instagram you know. personals. Yeah, this barely qualifies. It's an app. You it's pay $5. Instagram is an app. It's a weird, it's a thing on uh-huh. Instagram. Mm. That's true. Any mm. app can I'm be a dating app if you try. If it, what was that tweet I, I saw also, this weekend? You know I also, I also spent um, too much money for years on a dating app called EverQuest. It turns out. <laughs> wow. You know what? Also, wow. that, that's realer than that's. Yeah. That may be that's, the realest thing you've ever said. That's some deep. Uh, listen, that's some deep. Awesome I was in college and I was of like, all things. I was. I got a uh, a debit credit card, a debit card with a Visa logo on it, when uh-huh. I was like sixteen or seventeen. I was like, I'm an adult now. I'm gonna pay for my own MMO subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And then one day in college, I checked my bank statement, and I was like, No one's ever gonna know about this. I've been pay- paying this subscription for five years, six years. How did that pan out for you? I don't remember a single person I met on EverQuest. <laughs> Everyone in my life who I met on online gaming who really matters to me, free games. Games I didn't have to spend any money for. Twitter. No, I never the met a good person game. on Twitter. <laughs> never in my life. Even my favorite Twitter people I've met in real life first before they were my favorite Twitter really? people. Really? Yeah, it was like the one exception is Joel, Joel, a voodoo person. Yeah. But remember, like, there's a loophole with the Australia trip. Right. Where, like, I met you were him. technically on that trip we when you were 13, 14. We technically. I guess it's not true. Like, Cameron, I met on Twitter, like, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there's people. There are good people but Twitter on Twitter. Sucks. Twitter's terrible, but there are still good, there's some people, good people on, on there. There's some good people on there. That's all. Video games. Anyway. Speaking of uh, Twit, speaking of meeting people, hmm, speaking of playing games with people, Kato, welcome Hi. to the show. Hi. You and I played a game this weekend. Hell yeah. We played Anthem. There was Anthem. an Anthem uh, demo this weekend. Anthem, the new Bioware game coming out next month, uh, 25th. I February couldn't get 25th. in. Yeah, if yeah. you could yeah, no load it. Could. So let's yeah. like put some caveats on this demo. I mean, I think that's the thing. This demo is a caveat for the game, yeah. is what I will say. And like, I think you and I ended up having a really good time with it. Yeah. But it, I think that comes with a lot of warnings or a lot <laughs> of like, like caveats. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was... They actually needed this test, right, for a server load. Like, you could tell because there were so many issues with just loading in yeah. that a lot of people did like, gave up. Mm-hmm. Like, I happened to be painting a room in my house, so I would <laughs> leave it open and be like, is it Literally loaded? Literally watching the paint dry. <laughs> yeah. just, wow. Is it loaded? No? Okay. Reset it. I'll go back, paint some more. Right. Uh, so, like, it, like, worked out that I could eventually get in, but it, they had some really rough uh, issues that 
mostly seemed ironed out by the end, at least on PC. Yeah, I'm curious. Next week is another. It was like another an open one. test. Open, this open. was like for pre-orders and press, basically. Right. Next week it's open, open, and so I bet it's gonna get hammered again. And I hope it goes well for them. Yeah. Because yikes! I mean, people were getting a, were loading it and then rubber banding. People were yeah. rubber banding is the thing where like your character can move like seven steps and then it gets like pulled back to where uh. they were before. And it's like that's not fun for anyone because then you can at least see the beautiful game world and then it's like you can't go explore any of it. You can't go in. Turn that jetpack off, motherfucker. You're, You're staying right here. Um, <laughs> they got to get through that Bioware and tear. You know they, what I'm right, saying? Right, absolutely. So the the thing, I mean, so I think the thing ends up being for me is like even beyond all of that. Yeah. I think that this was a demo that I wish was running earlier in its dev cycle or it's, it's making me think a lot about this game less like a new Bioware RPG and right. more like a new open world action game that is going to be a game with a long tail yeah. that has a lot of updates and patches made to it in the same way that the division has gotten better got way better over the course of its of its right. like career the way the destiny 2 in the last two years has gone through a long arc yeah i suspect anthem will do the same because i think there's a lot of stuff in this demo that is like stuff i some of its stuff i think they'll change before launch like how slowly you move through the like story part of the game world. Oh yeah, it's so. How did they think that, that, that part, was fine? It's I, so slow, I and think, that world is so boring. Honestly, there's no it, run button, right? No, you are running all the time. It's yeah, just, you're I know, running but it's incredibly <laughs> slow. <laughs> Jog button. and yeah, and unlike they what, did. What's yeah. really interesting because they did a couple things that I noticed where. NPCs that are moving around, never the ones you actually interact with, yeah. right? But other like the like window dressing NPCs would accidentally sometimes knock into each yeah, other, the bump way into they, each other, and, or like, and they'll try to like squeeze around you when you're yeah. walking too close. Things like that that actually were like really nice. Yeah. But then the way the other NPCs that you actually talk to are set up, it's like they're just waiting for someone to come talk. They're just standing there. They're not doing anything in the world. So it felt like really really weird to have them just like. This is just a, a menu. Like yeah. it's weird. It's not. It doesn't feel like a living space. Yeah. Even, even next to something like the tower in Destiny Two, right. which is not an interesting like world to no, explore. No, but th in there you have well, there's like one you have other players running yes. around, which produces a sense of of like movement and action. Exactly. And the other the other weird thing that they always do with their spaces, and like there was a little bit of this in in Anthem, but destiny has a bunch of like there's hidden things in the tower there's like right. little games that you can play other things to interact with where this was the there's like lore to pick up but yeah. that was it also you can run and jump and slide yes that's in, <laughs> in, destiny in destiny world, in, the, yeah. in the tower in in the tarsus fort tarsus which is like the story so first person story slow. zone in anthem is so slow and it's frustrating because the movement in the rest of the game in the game yes. ass part of the game is like remarkable is really fun so is fast cool. or is is I, they all have like really interesting feet. All the different exosuits, the javelins, have really cool feeling. Yeah. Um, though I think it, it brings up another one of my caveats, which is the demo kicks you off with the ranger, which is like the Iron Man suit, like the most Iron Man. There's like four suits in this game. There's four classes in this game. There's like ranger, which is your Iron Man with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Iron Man doesn't have guns already, but you know, like just a gun uh, holding a gun. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man, but with an AK. Gun yeah. Man. Uh, then uh, there's the infiltrator, which is like. Like Genji, Genji, oh, from, Genji from Overwatch, Overwatch. super we've fast. Got Iron Man, we've got Genji or a Warframe. Genji, if Genji were a Warframe right, or right. a race car, painted yes. like a race car, like the default paint scheme is just Bumblebee. like super slick. But Bumblebee's like a big robot. Yeah, but right? he's a car too. Yeah, he a car. <laughs> Bumblebee a car. That's fair. The 
Other one is what Storm, Storm. which is like Storm the X Men. Yes, basically, <laughs> essentially, uh, it's just a wizard or a witch is just like a. It's the like caster a, class. There's yeah. lots of elements. It's Flies a lot. So like the, the interceptor like does a lot of like cool dashes and may, like infinite melee attacks and rolls, and the storm just can hover for fucking forever. And it has like a special electromagnetic shield around it, so it's actually a little more like Magneto in some ways. Yeah, so yeah, Magneto yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. If they had a beautiful love child. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, right. the love child was a robot suit. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm here you for. know, it might be. It might be. That's you fine. never know. X Men does some wild shit. You know, I wouldn't um, know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't know. It's a different app. That's. <laughs> Natalie had some X Men related trouble last week on the podcast. <laughs> oh no. So, um, the and the fourth one is Colossus, which is like the X Men Colossus. Okay. Again. Or. No. The juggernaut. It's like the juggernaut. It's, it's the Hulkbuster suit, right? right? Yes, in Marvel. That, that's it. Uh, it's the most mech-like, and right. it's and all of these are so distinct. So, like for instance, all of those other classes can do side dodges by hitting the B button on the controller or the circle button, depending on which platform you're playing right. on. If like me, or you played on every control on keyboard this weekend, or middle mouse button on keyboard, right? <laughs> um, you do these little side dashes, but when you hit that button with the Colossus, you just bring out a big fucking shield. Yeah, and that's also the only way you get a shield bar, like your health like a, every other right. class just has like a little blue shield that recharges like a shield health yep. bar the colossus only has that when their shield is out and mm -hmm. so you but you have a ton of health and so it's just such a different feeling suit and all that stuff is great except they kind of start you in the most boring one true yes. which one's the boring and one the ranger the, the ranger. iron man with a gun one oh, it's, it's yeah. the one i thought i would i would lean towards actually but it's it's like they decided to make a neutral suit and then three interesting ones right Instead of making four interesting ones altogether. I yeah. feel like maybe I could see the purpose behind that in just getting the feel of Same. movement. Yeah. Like it is without the one that, all the gimmicks around it. It's the one that you start with, too. Like right. That's what I'm level saying. One, is that, you start with that one. so Or you start with some. Well, we looked this up, right? Yeah, you start with some version of it at level one. And right. at level two in the full game, you will unlock the whichever one you want. Right. You get a second one immediately. And so, or you get, you don't get a second one. I think that, I think your like bullshit ranger starting one is replaced right, with, whatever with whatever the next one is. And I just really hope that it is a situation where for me, once I started unlocking those other suits during the demo is when I started feeling like, oh wow, there is some depth here. I yeah. can see where the builds are. I can see how these, these, especially once we started playing together. Absolutely. I think the big thing that they didn't do well explaining in this demo was the combo system, yeah. which is really important to the way that like. It felt like when you were when when everyone was Rangers, it felt really kind of difficult for some like of the higher like more health enemies to be like brought down, and it felt like some longer fights started to turn kind of into a slog. Yeah. And then once people started uncovering uh, unlocking the other classes, that it made it easier to set up these things called combos, where basically uh, certain uh, abilities prime an, an enemy to be uh, comboed, and then certain abilities detonate that combo. Right. And it does a ton of damage. And they also all, depending on what class you are when and what ability you're using, it'll have a different effect as well. So, so for like, instance, yeah, Kata, you it, were playing Storm and I was playing yeah. Colossus. And when you were priming enemies with this like ice blast, yeah. this, like ice storm. It would freeze it would, them. Right. And then as a Colossus, when I detonated it by like dropping down from the fucking heavens and slamming my fists on the ground or shooting a railgun at them, it would explode them. Yeah. And the it would do 
combo damage not just to the thing I was hitting, but to every enemy nearby. Yeah. Whereas if I was priming the enemies with like an electric shock or a flamethrower or something, and then Kato was detonating it because Kato was playing as a storm, what the storm's detonation does is it spreads that effect to other enemies. So maybe I've only put a primer on one enemy, but the storm, when they detonate it, moves that primer to every other enemy. Mm. And that's like, oh, I can see what they're going to do with this. Yeah. Um, and there, so we got into these moments that did, like, we were talking about X-Men, we were talking about X-Men before, but it felt like that sort of, like, uh, comic book choreography right. around different abilities interacting, almost like Into the Breach can yeah. feel sometimes. I was going to say. Where it's like, hey, the you're using this, this, this one unit to set something up for another unit to capitalize Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Um, and that's a felt so good, especially so when it got good. really hard and, like, we were really pushed to the limits. Can Absolutely. I ask a Bioware question? What's yes. Up? Yeah. How much does this feel like the the progression that I have sensed and, and many people yeah. have sensed throughout Bioware games of like, well, the combat keeps getting better and better and better and more interesting and more interesting and more interesting and feeling better and feeling better and feeling better, whereas the sort of story and world are maybe... There, there is a weird sort of uh, what what is the term when the correlation between what inverse, inverse yeah yeah yes the inverse <laughs> relationship it, does that feel of a piece with that or is you know, this so it different is, that it's I out of really that? don't like the character who is like so the the demo was one stronghold which in Destiny would be like a strike I guess or like a longer story mission like yeah. a longer difficult story mission with a big fight at the end the like a boss fight the uh, free play and then also a series of three regular missions and those missions are all centered around uh, this guy the the arcanist uh, Matthias, Matthias yeah. um, and at first he's just kind of like a nebbish like librarian right that's the character he is I'm gonna spoil the demo quest really quick yeah. because it's what we're talking about um, you recover an artifact for him but in, in the world of Anthem there was this thing called the Anthem of Creation there are these ancient there's an ancient race of super whatevers named the Shapers and there's Shaper technology everywhere Bioware loves its ancient races so it goes ancient <laughs> one civilizations thing, one thing I will say it's actually really neat because it's all like sound based that's true and a lot of the artifacts are like giant speakers yeah, that like, like do magic like Whoa. it's really they've like given you a diagenic reason great. Yeah, to be to cool. be uh, all caps bass boosted yeah 100% <laughs> yeah, nice. um, uh, but you bring him back this thing and it splits him into three people and that's like on its face, like, oh, that is some Bioware shit. Okay. Like, okay, yeah, I have three people in my crew and they're all they're all the same person. Like, okay, that's but one of them is kind of like one of them is just Morden Solus. One of them is just <laughs> yeah. Morden yep. from Mass Effect two and three. Just like a scientist who speaks in exactly Morden's cadence. Yep. Um, like rapid fire, constantly distracted by big picture things or like by divert, you know, he has like mental diversions. And then one of them is just Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, God. It's the worst. Oh, God. And it's just it's actually act basically. Yeah. Like if you pulled up a clip and you just added Morty to the end of any of his lines, it would be like, oh, someone fucking wrote on a whiteboard Rick and Morton and thought that was a character. <laughs> A hundred percent. Oh my god. Um, and well, like, and it's extra weird because there's another character in this demo who is just Kenneth from The Office. Yeah. Who is just Kenneth from just the Office? Not The yeah. Office. Uh, from Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Right. Right. And 30 it's Rock. just Kenneth from Thirty Rock. Yeah. Like it's just it's a dude who wants to be who wants to break into showbiz. Yep. But he's a bartender in this well, case. He was on. He was. He, 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 he was, was a show. bit character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one, he was like an extra in a in a movie or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and I think it's the voice actor. I think the I think it that, is. I think that whatever is the actor uh, Kenneth actor's name is James something McBriar. I forget what That's his right. name it's is. That's right. It's something like Jack McBriar. Jamie Jack, Jack. One of those. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's just like I want more from that stuff, and yeah. I want it. I 
have such a warm feeling in my heart for Bioware storytelling, and yeah. it's meant so much to me for, I guess, almost decades now. That uh, yeah, for decades now, I can say since like the first time I played a Baldur's Gate game, that it is weird for this game for me to go out in the world and not have companions with me, right? Um, because those characters seem to exist in the world, but they're yeah. not hanging with me. I'm hanging with Kato, which is nice, but I know who I am. And right. frankly, no offense to Kato or Joel, <laughs> who I played with this weekend, but like, I'm going to spend 80% of my time, 90% of my time playing this game alone. Right. That's who I am. And it's like how I de-stress at the end of the day or how I play games in general because yeah. I have bad sleep hours is just by myself. Natalie. Um... Does it seem like it'll be for those who like play alone primarily? Does it seem like there will be opportunities to match with like constantly? So I'll say that that is actually a thing that I think worked really well for me Mm -hmm. is you have to explicitly go in and be like, don't match me with anybody. Do not match me with anybody if you want to play completely alone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just auto-matches you in groups whenever you're doing any mission. Huh. For, um, with people who are, are already doing the same mission? The same mission or people who've put themselves into quick play, which lets them play any previous mission they've done as like a, as a helper. And then you just get like good loot and credits yeah. and, and whatever like rewards for doing that. Um, and I think that's like what's going to happen a lot. It's going to feel a lot like something like Destiny or Warframe, maybe even more like Warframe than Destiny, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hop in this random group and we're going to knock this thing out and right. then I'll be done. Or like, oh, my friends are logged on now and I'll do that. And it's just I'm still wrapping my head around it. Like it's one of those things that back at E3, I was like, yeah, I'm ready for for Bioware to do whatever the fuck they want. But being in the world again and being like, oh, like I want it, I want an NPC to be my storm instead right. of Kato. No right. offense again, Kato. Yeah, it's fine. But I want to fall in love with my, you know, robot storm companion or whatever. Right. And, and not Rick and Morden. And certainly <laughs> not Rick and Morden. Mm-hmm. But I would rather Rick and Morden come out with me on adventures than just be NPCs right. who exist in yeah. this first person slow walk realm. And they also, I mean, they come in through the headsets. Are yeah, right? but and I wish they like, were there. Yeah, like, I really it, it do. It does feel different. Yeah. Um, so is it kind of like I'm just trying to like wrap my head around it. So is it kind of like when you walk into a house in Pokemon and you're like slowed down and you can't like run in I mean, the house or whatever? Is it like there is like specifically the movement within story is like limited? It is literally a different perspective. It goes from being a third person action game where you're flying around, where you jump with one button and like turn on your jet pack with the other mm-hmm. one and do tricks and flips to being a slow first person exploration game almost like it goes to it, it goes it becomes a walking sim right when you're, like with the so with you the, can't like jump around and move no, or whatever none of that. you're just like Burr, i'm walking hey <laughs> hey everybody how's it going beep, beep. Beep, bop. <laughs> beep, i'm wow. a robot that walks i mean you're not even a robot you're a person um <laughs> but like the thing that the thing is like I think I'll be okay in in if I can compartmentalize that part of myself, right? Because like every time we got good loot, I got excited. Yeah, um, totally. and a lot of the loot is really cool, and a lot of the abilities are really fun. So it seems how, like they have a lot of customization options, which is going to be really great. Yeah. How big are the spaces in the story driven? Like, does it feel like you're just crossing? It's big. It's big. I, I, my one concern right now is a similar concern I have with Destiny One, which is like. How many types of spaces are there? Right. How many different biomes, so to speak, are there? Like, if it's all tropical shit, that's cool. But is it? There was one area I saw that started turning less tropical, but okay. that's because there were people there. Oh, there was like an outlaw outpost that was like very kind of rocky and built over lots of rusted like metal bits and yeah. stuff. Like, but it does seem like it's 
just the one map, right? Like it's just the one big map. I think. And like I don't know. There was these sections that there were like lines dividing the map that I think maybe might be different biomes eventually in the full game, but yeah. like all we'll we see. could see, yeah. Um but yeah, but it's big. It's like it's big enough to make that flying feel meaningful. Um mm-hmm. I yeah. and I like flying from place to place. Like I, I think that there is uh we were playing with Joel Waypoints Joel uh, over the weekend and he was saying like it feels like it's just flying from one place to the to the next place and shooting people and shooting things. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, damn, video games. Yeah. <laughs> like I but like also the flying, the flying is like they, they made the flying interesting in that you only have a certain amount of like time you can be in the air before you overheat. But they've put things in the world where you can like if you are high up enough and you dive, you like lose some of that heat. If you're skimming the water, right. you can fly basically infinitely as long as there's water under you because you're being cooled. So like even the moving between pieces for me was like a fun little puzzle. Yeah. Like how long can I stay in the air and keep going and like choosing where to like drop off, take a running start and then like hop off again. Once all my stuff has been like, it felt really cool to move through that world as well. And the other thing I'll say is like, once we started balancing that stuff out in combat, it also felt really good. There was one sequence and actually Patrick, we were playing one of the missions that we played at E3, the like big, you know where their big bug is at the end of Mm -hmm. that big fight. We did that mission where there's the segment where you have to go collect the, the pieces of the shaper relic and return it to the point or whatever. And we were getting fucked up by snipers and turrets yep. and we got to a point where i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna go around the periphery and just like slam into these things and i realized yeah. i had this one weapon that worked really well against them and then you were just like in the front of the room of like not a room like this giant like open yeah. veil basically <laughs> and i was like going around the periphery taking things out yeah and that felt incredible that was really good um and so like the my biggest advice for people who are going to play the open demo this weekend is like play until you unlock a second suit and feel how different that second suit is. Yeah. Um, because I think that is the moment where you're like, oh, okay. This, I mean, also they'll have the benefit, which is they'll be in groups where people already have unlocked the other suits. Right, exactly. Right? Because the people in the VIP demo, all their stuff carries over. So we'll be able to like Swing hop through. back in and be like, like, yo, what's good? I'm here yeah. to help. I got this the, big tank. That, which means people will be seeing the combo stuff. We'll be seeing all the different stuff from the get-go. Which yeah, and hopefully, hopefully the better. tech side is better. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right, that's enough about robots. Let's talk about hearts and love and friendship. Hell yeah. Yay. Natalie and Patrick, you've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3. And I, we should say that by the time you hear this, our first Kingdom Hearts pod, our Kingdom Hearts Clueless, I don't know what the fuck it's... What, to this point, we almost need an actual name for that podcast. We do. Yeah. We really do, almost. Um, it, it might be a waypoint. Is it a waypoint 101? Like, I don't know what it is. It'll be up by the time you hear this. If you haven't listened to it, you should. If you have... I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but y'all have gone on to start playing Kingdom Hearts 3, and you can talk about it. What, what, how, how are the hearts? How, uh, how far are you, uh, Natalie? I'm on the second world. We should be very careful about spoilers. This is like a thing people care a lot yeah, about. Yeah, we're not going to talk. Yeah. We, we won't talk. I'm not going to talk about specific world. Plot world is all in our Kingdom Hearts cast. Like that. Yeah, I'm not talking about there. the worlds or whatever, but I. Completed the first world and now I'm on the next world. So made been... it to the town. Oh no, I'm past that. Okay, you're okay. So you're on the second second part. So you've done the gummy so ship. I've... Blah blah blah. Gotcha. I but I'm past that one too. Okay. I have like twelve so like, hours in this game. Natalie's going. Oh, wow. dang. Okay. I'm at five. All right. So wow. <laughs> yeah. Step up. You vaulted. You vaulted <laughs> wow. past me. Um, right, so I'm, before build those um, Mickey shoes. <laughs> what do you What do you think of the combat? I know what I think. I'm curious what you think as someone who, uh, you know, you played the games in the past, but like the way you approach video games, 
is like way different. You know, you're doing it academically. Yeah. You're doing it like, wh- what do you think of the combat in this game? Um, it's interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of the time I'm just building up enough combos to unlock sort of like the special attacks. <laughs> the first time I got in a roller coaster, I was very surprised. <laughs> The random triangle superpowers that just show up randomly, and it's not really clear why they do. I'm sure there's something undergirding it that is more than just. Well, there's specifically when you when you uh, when you have finishers that are near when you like finish a combo Mm -hmm. nearby Goofy or Donald or uh, any of the other sort of companion characters, you get special uh, like a special finisher combo attack and then there's also like when uh enemies have like a green ring around them at top uh like hitting them once will unlock a, a special combo attack as well so like the big ship that goes that's back like, and forth and <laughs> the pirate ship okay so the 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 finish the, the, like the fucking teacups the teacups are wild <laughs> basically a lot of the like finishing combos um that you get in this game are like disney rides mm-hmm. um there's like a a uh like thunder mountain type where you're like in a roller coaster Ooh, i think i played that one in the demo actually Betty. that's a boss fight yeah yes. yeah oh, is and, that an early boss fight mm-hmm. okay yeah but uh, you can yeah and then you also um there's one that's like a water or like a rapid river ride where you're like Twirling around in this like inner. <laughs> They're tube. impossible to control. Like you're you're, you're theoretically supposed to, to be using the analog stick to like run into enemies, but it's mostly just I've given up on using like the stick. Like so, the way like the, the the superpowers work is like there's a sequence where you can basically like usually move around and tap X to attack, or you can just hit triangle and do like a big splashy area of effect thing mm-hmm. that you're supposed to like do at the very end before the the ride is over. At this point. Because the combat, at least of what I played so far, isn't particularly difficult. I just like smash that triangle button like as soon as I'm in. Because otherwise, yeah. it's just like running around for like 90 seconds, not doing. I mean, the, I find the combat to already be not. You know, it's it's fine. It's better than what it was before, but like I still find it to be like a pretty poor character action game. Like it's both hard to decipher what's happening, even if you understand like theoretically what's happening moment to moment. Yeah. Yes, there are other things you can do other than spam X, but it's like, like, for example, like they give you access to two pieces of magic up front, fire and water, right? But why should you use one or the other, right? Like Is it in just most magic games, damage? It's, it's, it's not huh? like fire damage does this to enemies. The, and I mean, water the- theoretically, is, yeah. yes, there okay. are fire enemies, and I guess maybe it does more damage, but the game doesn't work in like a rock, paper, scissors where it's like clearly it's communicating. Yeah, that like you're encountering an enemy, so then oh, you should be thinking these are the types of actions I should be taking. Now, granted, maybe some of that stuff is is there, is like underlying the mechanics, but the game moves so fast, and you really, I mean, you really can just spam X. Like there are, again, there are all these different mechanics. You can swap between different keyblades in the middle of a yeah. fight, and right. you know some of the keyblades are more defensive minded or offensive minded. But I. It was my experience in the past, at least in my five hours so far. You know, obviously it gets mm-hmm. more complicated. So you get access to more things theoretically. That stuff is f- mostly optional, and most and often feels superfluous right. on top of a combat Here's my system fear. that is mostly superfluous. Yeah, Patrick, I've been watching yep. so many people on my timeline. Shout out to Danny. Shout out to Jackson. They know who they are. Lots of people. Uh, uh, who else is doing? Everyone I know is trying to catch up in time for Kingdom Hearts Three. And they all say the same thing you say about previous Kingdom Hearts game 
for 70%, 80% of their tweets, 60% of their tweets, because they're like, they're like, oh, wow, this game's combat is like, not a big deal. Like, oh, it's kind of boring, actually. And then they get to some fight in the final third of the game, yeah. some fucking boss fight. And they're like, this is the worst thing I've ever played. The remaining tweets are just being stuck on that boss fight until they eject and go to watch cutscenes on YouTube or until they are ground down and find out how to win. Or they say like, oh, great, because I took the shield at the beginning of the game or whatever. Like, I'm fucked now. I'm... Do you are you afraid you're gonna hit a boss fight or a difficult challenge that like expects you to have internalized all of these mechanics that right now you've no reason to internalize? Um, I am definitely afraid of that. I mean, the I talked about this a little bit on our on our Kingdom Hearts pod about like the the initial questions that Kingdom Hearts asks you in the beginning and how like scary those are because mm-hmm. you have no idea and especially like playing Kingdom Hearts 3 I have no idea what they're going to affect because I'm not looking at there's like not a walk well if there are I'm not looking at walkthroughs for like what should I answer to the questions to optimize right, my play right. or whatever so I am a little afraid of that I'll say that um, I have been trying to, I went for like a more balanced, um, uh, uh, stat thing. I think, <laughs> I think I went for a more balanced. <laughs> your stats are always going up, right? Like the numbers are, are constantly, there are numbers flying in your face cause you're seeing the experience points you earn mm-hmm. per enemy flying around. You, yeah. in the upper right hand corner, the game is always communicating to you when you have leveled up, when your uh, teammates have leveled up and also like the powers they're getting as those level ups are occurring. Like you basically have like this news feed in the upper right because the game smartly realizes there's chaos in front of you at all (laughs) times. And so you literally need a news feed in order to like, and it's it's a smart way of like, oh, I can just kind of look up there while I'm mashing X and then, okay, cool. Like I've got an upgraded fire spell that I can deal with at the end of this fight. But like, it is true that like, for example, like in the tutorials we're like, hey, learn how to block. Like, Natalie, have you hit the block button once in this game? I have not. I like when I first started. Because you don't need to, right? You don't and really I'm need to. About, but what I've been, yeah, what I've been I'm trying to about do is exactly like, what Austin said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What I've been trying to do is like play around in like the easier fights with kind of like feeling the purpose of my like actions. So like feeling right. like okay, this chain is gonna do like a three hit finisher. Like I just unlocked a skill. That um, my my like combo finisher, my regular X combo finisher is like three hits, and I like selected that specifically because I was like, okay, this is it, this is gonna work really well for me when I want to just like quickly melee like someone like up close, and then I actually w- what's made it a little bit easier for me to engage with um, the. Uh, spells is assigning them to shortcuts. And so instead of like Mm. pressing down and then like going to magic and then pressing X on like the magic, the specific spell I want, I assign them all to hotkeys in my, like if you You hold hold, L1, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you hold L1, you can, so that's made it a lot. I've been trying to like not use potions as much and using like my cure spell and like try and, um, you know, uh, identify like enemies that, that, uh, um, that maybe, uh, um, what's it called? Susceptible. Susceptible to water or or fire or whatever and use those instead. Um, because I want to, yeah, I want to internalize all this kind of stuff before I get to a boss fight where, like, there are specific boss fights where I'm like, okay, this Keyblade is going to work better for me because it mm-hmm. has more ranged combat. 
um, and I can't really get up close to to the boss as much as I want to, so I can't really rely on like running up to them and just mailing. Um, that sounds cool. Like that sounds like like more than what I was expecting in terms of what the combat would be like. Well, the combat is has even uh, as much as the combat's been routinely criticized. Like there's a lot of depth to it. The the criticism is awesome and undergirded in the game does a poor job of like making you internalize a lot of mm. what is yeah, available to you, you as a player. Just... Yeah, because you can't just kind of blaze through, right. and then you'll get to the point where you're at the boss, and you're like, "Oh shit, Yo, you need fuck. to know how magic works," and "Oh shit, you should be using like the what's the R one where you like can you scan what's around you." Like, yeah, like that's long yeah, shot. It's like it's like the shot. fire shot, multi shot, shot something, shot storm. shot something, shot, shot storm. storm, shot storm. I think it's fire shot. Fire shot. I just it's like a rapid fire, like where you're like. You can uh, quickly select, like, m- uh, hit something multiple times in one shot. Gotcha. Um, you can also mark multiple enemies, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, you like, can. I think it changes not, like, based on the keyblade you have. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think the combat is, is like, fine. Um, but I'm trying to, like, get the most out of it by, like, really trying to engage with it. Like, I'm paying attention to what yeah. skills I'm unlocking. Because in previous games, I did the exact thing of just, like, like click, 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 assign everything. I don't really know when I'm using it. I'll just, like, hit whatever triangle pops up, like, whatever finisher pops up. Yeah. And then, but now I'm, like, okay, I specifically have, like, a group of enemies over here. I want to, like, move in with Goofy, like, next Excuse to Excuse me? Who doesn't move really? in? Just, what's Max going to think what, of that? Who does What was happening on that app? What's up, Max? <laughs> I'm mom. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Shout outs to the goof troop. I, okay, here's a question. Yeah. I, I, so I played this demo back at E3 or before E3, and the experience, so it was, it was a boss fight, the one with the roller coaster involved in it, mm-hmm. or at least maybe there's multiple, but it was the one for me that had the roller coaster involved. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, an entire level set in the world of Toy Story. I don't know if either of you have gotten there yet. I don't want to talk about specifics, but I will say that like in both cases, they felt very theme parky. They felt very roller coastery. Mm-hmm. Even the Toy Story level, which is like, oh, I'm moving from set piece to set piece. I'm kind of just like in this weird flow of like, oh, and now I'm I'm using this uh, special device to fight enemies and for like 30 seconds. And now I'm off of that mm-hmm. and I'm onto another thing. And now I'm an event and now I'm like dancing. Like what is happening? Like there's there is just like a chaotic like thrust through at each of the levels that I played. And I'm curious, does it ever like slow down? Can I ever catch my breath? Can I ever feel just like I'm hanging out in a world? Yeah, you can go back and like revisit worlds. And that's something that I've been meaning to do because a lot of the exploration in like indoor worlds has been kind of hard for me because they're a lot more vertical. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of stuff that I miss in terms of like collectibles and things like that. Um, but in more like horizontal worlds that are like more outdoorsy and like feel like I'm outside, it's been easier for me to navigate. Um, so yeah, I haven't like gone back and revisited world yet. Also, the gummy ship is bad in my opinion. It's, well, that's been <laughs> it's so been, whereas, the like same? the combat has gotten like from bad to meaty to like competent to like like it's okay in Kingdom Hearts yeah. 3 like the gummy ship has gone on a similar arc it's just never gotten out of being bad right <laughs> like yeah. the gummy ship has it's, always been a ter- terrible experience in the Kingdom Hearts games it's rough you uh it's rough it's rough i've been trying to like put again like put time into just like exploring that cuz usually i would just 
bypass it. But there's like right, upgrades this part you sucks, can I'll make. Just move on. Yeah. yeah, there's like upgrades you can make to the ship, which is like I don't really know how this is going to affect me. Um, but I've been trying to like move through the galaxy or whatever, which is like really hard because there's no um, reticle for what's it called? Recticle? Re- reticle? Yeah, you're right. Reticle. You got it. Reticle for where your um, uh, ship is pointing at. So you're not really sure where you're shooting at because just moving L, like the L stick up and down, isn't like really moving your point of contact or yeah, whatever it feels bad to move it feels it's, like, it's not a, like not great at all um so yeah the gummy I, ship kills how it. the, the fuck um, is the gummy ship not a gummy bears thing as just as an outsider i expected <laughs> i hmm i've known the gummy ship has existed for years mm-hmm. i assumed at some point some gummy bear was like let me pour this gummy juice on these blocks now they're <laughs> bouncy and you can bounce between worlds or some shit no, no. nope it's just candy it's just candy it's like, well, they're not even like gummy like. They're just blocks. Are they not they're like, gummy? What? It's like blocks. They're not like they're like they're not like like flat gummy candies or, or something. They're like square they're like, like starburst. Is it translucent? But they don't at least? look they look hard. They don't oh. look like they look like squishy. hard it looks like Legos almost. What? Yeah, it's like Legos. Yeah. There's like a whole I'm not trying to eat those. There's nah. a whole like component in the gummy ship. Air saga in which you can like build your own gummy ships and you have to like you get like and i imagine that there are some people out there that this works that they love this but you like block by block can build a gummy ship and i was like in in 3d space and i was like what i'm just putting you could just put blocks down and it would be a gummy ship you could just put a bajillion blocks in random places in this 3d space and it would be a gummy ship so it's just the gummy ship stuff is very poorly tutorialized and it doesn't really feel it feels terrible. I have a theory. Yes. Yeah. I have a theory about the gummy ship. Oh yes. So it's for children who don't have teeth yet. If you chew on it, it'll hurt your gummies. Ow. I Ow, hate what that. What? <laughs> the hell what? Like, like a teething? Like, like a teething all the things toy? I've seen about Kingdom Hearts. That makes about as much sense as anything you else. You got to listen to the podcast. We clear it all up. We're, we're clear it all all right. up for you. It's not that hard. It's right. not that hard. All right. That said, someone today just realized why what Rox's name is. Okay. So, oh my god, that's a real thing. Don't burn pod. Pod. We're not going to burn pod. We're going to record that what? pod later. I have, I have a legit question. Yes, I have a legitimate Kingdom Hearts question for those who have been playing this beautiful game. Yes. All right. So for me and forever, this is always true of Kingdom Hearts for me. Always, ever since the first game. I've never played any Kingdom Hearts. Let's just put that out there. The appeal to me would be for the things that nobody ever talks about with Kingdom Hearts. The appeal for me would be something like, hey, it would be really cool to play around in Halloween Town or Mm -hmm. Toy Story World Mm -hmm. or whatever because I do have a lot of nostalgia for certain Disney properties and certain Disney characters and worlds and things like that. That's the part that appeals to me. But all anybody talks about, all I really hear about when it comes to Kingdom Hearts is the like wild ass final fantasy style storyline stuff and or the way the game obscures its combat through lots of numbers and there are titles like 288 over 65 i don't remember (laughs) what that is but like it 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 does feel to me like this series obscures what would be interesting to me so so i want to ask like is there a possible world in which it's worth it for somebody like me to engage in these games and to go in and be like hey it would be cool to see toy story world 
I think the Disney part is like a huge part of the appeal. I think it's just been being the third entry in a series. It's become its own thing. And so the parts that are its own thing, which is its own convoluted, you know, lore, mythology and character arcs, like it by the initial appeal is the crossover. And then once it's, you know, had it time to, to, to tell its own story, it's I don't think it's surprising like that has become the sort of predominant sort of like pull for like the, the hardcore fans. I mean, it still has that bit. Uh, that said, I, um, one of the things I was really disappointed by in, in the third one is that uh, like the worlds just feel very empty. Um, yeah. Like this is a game that must have unlimited resources, has been in development for <laughs> how long? And, and um, it's making the jump between two console generations, right? Like we didn't get a PS3 Xbox 360 Kingdom Hearts. Like we went from PS2 to PS4 Xbox One. And it's just shocking how empty like these oh, worlds yeah. feel. Like the first area um that you go to is is Olympus and it's under attack by Hades, you know, blah 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 blah. Um and it's just surprising like how little under threat things feel. like you're walking mm. around yeah. and it's just it's qu- it's quiet like the the music isn't really tied thematically the right way like the the world is like occasionally you come across like one or two people in danger but it's just it's like for a game that is all about spectacle like Austin I think part of the reason it's pummeling it's it's rushing you from thing to thing is cuz there's just not a lot going on otherwise mm, right. like unless you get to a set piece the stuff that's in between the levels themselves there's just nothing there's almost nothing there and it's I think it, it it was more understandable on the PS2 and when it's doing a PSP game. It's like, it's just, there's no excuse for it anymore. Like, these are like big worlds with so many things they could be painting with to create a sense of, of place. And they just don't do a lot with it. And with it, I found like tremendously shocking. I was like, oh, maybe it's just this one. Then you get to the next one. I was like, nah, like this is just what they do. And like one of the big level design changes in three is they do introduce verticality. So like you'll see these like shiny walls that mean you can run up them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get to the, uh, sort of like the town section, the, the second major area in the game, um, there's a ton of them. Like you can, you can climb up like all of the walls. Well, the problem is like 95% of the, the top of those buildings just have fencing at the top and you can't get to the roof. So the game's like, Hey man, like run around, like enjoy yourself. Well, you get, all you're doing is just running up and then hitting a fence. And it's like, <laughs> there's somewhere to jump to. Wow. Um, like, so what you end up doing is like trying to glitch your way on top so you can look over and see which areas you can explore because those places tend to hide right. like a like a treasure chest. Mm. Um, but the level design, I think, is is really poorly done. I think it's it's hiding... I think this game, in a lot of ways, and again, I'm only five hours in, is really poor design decisions are hidden underneath a love of characters, right. world, mm-hmm. and IP. What? Mm-hmm. Um, because they, uh, so like the level design is is actively bad. Like I don't think there's much. It's it's not like oh it's tightly confined because they're trying to create interesting combat scenarios. Like that's just not the case. Like you're just running into a room and occasionally they dump enemies out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're the the you know as I'm discovering through the the lore podcast we're doing like it only I think like makes even more clear in especially a PS4 game an Xbox One game where like how little is being done with the world that it's doing. Like if you were to strip away your love for this actual specific Kingdom Hearts world and the Disney properties, like there's just not a lot there. Well, like that speaks a little bit to Danielle, your question of like, no one talks about the Disney worlds or if they do, it's in passing or it's like, oh yeah, I like the different costumes 
that my crew wears right. in each different one. I like to see them rendered in the the uh, Toy Story style. Or I like to see them looking like characters from Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I think part of it is just like from digging deep into the lore of this game over the last you know couple of weeks or week and a half, it feels like those characters, and I guess Natalie can speak to this more, and we kind of did in the first episode, the Disney characters might have their own like little micro plots that are important in that given world. And a, a few of them cross over and are like big deal lore characters like mm -hmm. Yen Sid, the, the magician, the wizard, for, the wizard from Sorcerer's Apprentice or whatever um, from Fantasia. Um, uh, but most of them are just contained to their own little worlds. Mm -hmm. And there's almost like a lore reason for There is a lore reason for that because the world's fragmented, blah, blah, blah. We'll give, listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but. Lore reasons. Lore our reasons. new podcast. That's, lore yeah, reasons that's is a the good name, name for that not podcast. Bad. That's not bad. Lore reasons. Um, <laughs> the, the, the stuff that like. I, I, it has always felt like the Disney stuff, and the more I know about it, the more it feels true, is a Trojan horse for Square-style JRPG storytelling. Characters you're, you're going to love, ridiculous mythology. Um, and and for me, like that is like my big question mark here for Kingdom Hearts 3 is like, we don't talk about specifics. We shouldn't talk about specifics. Mm -hmm. But like, is it working on that storytelling front? Do you care about the characters? Are they doing interesting things? Are there moments where you're like, oh, that was really cute or really badass or really cool or really sad? The four, um, the four feelings that I have in my life. Cute, <laughs> cute, cool, cool, badass, sad. sad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yep. Um, You're further than me, Natalie. I'm curious. Uh, like, you know, the first couple hours are pretty slow. You sent me um, some texts, or some not texts, some DMs on on uh, on Discord that were just like screenshots that you thought were good or like things characters were doing. And yeah. those seemed cool. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> yeah, there's some good stuff around. Um, like the loading screens are extremely good. Um and uh, there's uh, a photo mode, I will say. Okay. Um, which is very funny. Um, but yeah, I think the second world, I, I totally see what you mean. I was like, I think a little bit in denial while you were uh, on your spiel about level design, <laughs> uh, Pat. But it is true. I mean, that's, that, that's what I was saying with like the verticality is like so many of the spaces that I was like moving to were just like empty spaces. Like I was like running up to find like a plateau where there's nothing there. Um, but uh, the, the story in, in, I've been, so I'm on like the third Disney world right now. And the story in the second one was really good and and strong to me the story in the first one didn't really hook me and the story in the third one feels like i'm just playing out the movie hmm. um and so what what's interesting to me is when they like introduce a new sort of plot points or like they like pull out sort of the 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 questions or like the feelings that maybe the original movies or the original franchises sort of propose and then they like pull those out and kind of focus in on them but when i'm just like playing through one of the movies it's not as exciting to me um are those two both ones that have been in kingdom hearts before uh the first one has first been in kingdom hearts before right. the next two have not okay. i don't think or maybe they have i'm not sure hmm. 
Hey, don't look at me. Why are you looking at me for Natalie? I don't know. Well, I just I'm not far whether... enough along to confirm or deny for you, unfortunately. Because you... what, what it felt like in the old games was that every time you got to a new world, the first thing you always did in new areas in Kingdom Hearts was go through the movie. The movie. Yeah. And then afterward. Wait, what's and the movie? The movie is like. Whatever oh, movie. The movie whatever. Like you go through the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. And then if that world appears again in a different <laughs> You entry, go through the story. For people who don't understand sorry, yeah. like new type of link the way I just did. <laughs> like you you go through the story events of the movie to be like, oh yeah, remember when this of happened? The of the movie. Disney movie. Yeah. The, the related Disney movie. Right. So if it's Aladdin, it's like, Which remember when the genie did this and then this happened? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Point. like that. Okay. I have a list in front of Natalie now. Wow. Uh-huh. Has, has no, that one. New the one I just talked about. That one, yeah, is new. Wait, which which one? This one. Yes. Okay. Toy, yeah. Toy Story that, is new. But that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually haven't seen the third movie. Of oh, Toy Story, so okay. maybe I just don't know. Yeah, I also oh. haven't seen it because I was. Uh, it might have been. Because I am a heartless. Okay. Yeah. So so the heartless don't. Have, okay. Hold on. We're gonna not not the right podcast. <laughs> Lore reasons. Lore reasons. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, what's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, the ones that I've done are this one, Porning. this one, this one. Those first three, in other words. This one. I think the bottom one you pointed to, which is already said Olympus, that one has been in the previous game. Yeah, that yes. one's been in. That was. And the other ones I don't think have. The other two that you okay. talked about. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I hope that it gets better. <laughs> um, but, the story, wait, 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 but again, that's about like the world and, and combat and stuff. Is yeah. the story has the story also not been there for you outside of that second world? Like the the, the characters, the meta like story, the, back, the, the meta story, the the Kingdom Hearts, the Kingdom Hearts ass yeah. has been story. taking me for a ride. Okay, I'm losing my mind constantly. <laughs> okay, good. good. Now Great. I'm on board. Yeah, yes. here we are. Um, and Excited. yeah, that's that's exactly it. Is like everything is worth it for the, <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts story, <laughs> and I'm like all the way in. If I if I could have a chat with past Natalie from like three la- weeks ago, from like three weeks ago, who was like, my heart is bad. You were so adamant. I was, it was I funny. was feisty and uh, a fool. Uh-huh. And now, if I could talk to her, I would say, "Fuck you! You know nothing. <laughs> One who knows nothing can understand nothing. You fucking." Fool. Also, <laughs> check your bank statements. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Save yourself at least fifteen dollars. Yeah, this I might month. have. I oh. Porsche's not worth it. Also, Porsche's not worth it. <laughs> Porsche's not worth. Don't play Porsche. It'll confuse you and make you upset. Just watch repeatedly. More Kingdom Hearts videos. Start the Kingdom Hearts videos earlier. Also, go see Serenity. Go see Serenity before anyone before spoils it. Anyone spoils yeah. it. Oh, no. Don't watch Glass or Split. Well, yeah, you can't talk about Glass yet. Don't burn pod. We can oh, talk about shit. Glass still. We got to talk about Glass. I have one quick question for uh, Natalie and Patrick. What difficulty are y'all playing on? Normal. Normal. Okay. Uh, Normal. I. <laughs> this is like, it still obviously has design issues, <laughs> but I wonder if you would be forced to uh, uh, engage with more of those like weird systems that you normally don't have to you're playing on if proud. you're playing on yeah. the Is next it called one. Proud? Yeah. It's called Proud. Yo, what? it's good. I love it. Drag people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you proud? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. we'll turn up the difficulty for you, homie. No, it's like, oh, you're so proud that you have to play on hard mode? Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's something like that. What's the easy mode? Because it's just called humble. Beginner. What's... Beginner. See, that's okay. It's yeah. okay to be a beginner. There was someone. Those are good names. Not proud. They're good names. There was someone <laughs> in our mentions uh, when uh, Patrick, you tweeted like, send in your stories about Kingdom Hearts. That was like, I think I've I'm trying to send you a story to convince you to do it to play the games on proud, like to play the games on the hard mode. And when I saw that, I was like. Nah, and then now I'm like, hmm. But also, there are just so many encounters that I would not right. want to. Would you want to make like the like generic area you're running through, fighting like seventh batch of random heartless, like something you got to sweat? It, it's yeah. more that like you want like the big encounters to feel weightier. Like yeah. there's a version of that game. Yeah, and and uh, I guess the worry is, you know, what Austin mentioned before is that. Well, it'll just come kick your ass. Yeah, you know, twenty there's, hours in when you're starting to reach the end. Yeah, game. Right. there's too many enemy. There's too many enemies per encounter for me to want to play it on a hard mode. If it was like two or three, then I could imagine it playing that in hard hard mode and like that being engaging and fun and like not feel like I'm just up against hordes every single time. But because each encounter is just like fifteen to twenty to maybe even 25 enemies in like rounds like that I think would just end up yeah beating mm-hmm. me down so <sighs> nope I'm not proud not proud love it <laughs> we should take a break I'm proud of us taking a break 72 minutes into this podcast how far into this podcast are we yeah it's about an hour <sighs> take a break we'll be back uh, in a second to talk more about <clears throat> recent releases uh, and some some breaking news actually what Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we are back to talk about more video games. But first, I mean, this is a video game thing. I'm going to read from uh, U.S. Gamer. Sorry, they've rebranded USG. USG reports. Matt looks Kim. Good. It does look good. The new US Gamer uh, front page looks fantastic. Their whole redesign looks good. Matt Kim says a story titled Metro Exodus will also be an Epic Game oh, Store exclusive. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. Wow. Yes. Epic oh. Game Store is grabbing another high pro- profile PC release announcing today that it will be the exclusive digital PC retailer for the upcoming Metro Exodus. As part of the exclusive deal, Metro Exodus will retail in the Epic Game Store in North America for fifty for $49.99. So not only is it coming out only on Epic, it's also coming out $10 less than what it was advertised on Steam. Uh, Deep Exodus Silver- from Steam. Exodus from Steam. Good. That's the headline right there. Uh... Deep Silver announced today that, that digital PC copies of Metro Exodus will still be sold or will be sold solely through the Epic Game Store. Pre-orders for both the standard and gold editions are now available, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where this gets really interesting <laughs> for mm-hmm. today's thing is that Valve has responded 
Which what? is not a thing that Valve does. Well, hold up. What before oh, before okay. that? Okay. Your pre-orders on Steam yes. will still work. They're going to honor your pre-orders yes. if you've already got it on that platform, but you I would assume as of today oh. can no longer Oh, get so it this was there. available before for pre-order. It. You could pre-order it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so this game comes out in 2 weeks. Yeah, this game is out yeah, on the 15th. This game is out on yes. So So soon. this is new exclusivity. They somehow swooped in they at the last in. like 11th hour. Wait, so, wait, wait. Yeah. I think so it's called a you, check. If you <laughs> Yeah, it's a chat. Yeah. Natalie. If you yes. already pre-ordered it on Steam, you will play it through Steam? Yeah, you'll get okay. it through Steam. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. got you. Today, now, on the fucking Steam page for Metro Exodus, it says, notice, like big orange thing at the top right underneath the like the screenshots. Notice, later today, sales of Metro Exodus will be discontinued on Steam <gasps> due to a publisher decision to make the game exclusive to another PC store. <gasps> the developer and publisher have assured us that all prior sales of the game on Steam will be fulfilled and uh, on Steam, and Steam owners will be able to access the game and any future updates or DLC through Steam. We think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers, especially after a long pre-sale period. We apologize to Steam customers that were expecting it to be available on sale through the February 15th release date, but we were only recently informed of the decision and given limited time to let wow. everyone know. Wow, what a... Console Wars 3.0. Goddamn. First of all, Steam has a PR person? Yes. <laughs> Good. But who knows? <laughs> Where he is these days, I, you know. This was not this was not sent around. This is just on the page. So I actually right, don't know right. who wrote this copy. You're saying somebody wrote a person, presumably. You know, human being. Lots of technology these days. <laughs> True. Algorithm. The AI Algorithms. Yeah. wrote it. Yeah. Okay. An app you pay fifteen dollars a month for wrote. <laughs> Can we wow. stop dragging? Yeah, you we're, now? that's it. It's my last year. Because you've requested nicely. Um, so yeah, we are in, we are in the age of like, this is going to keep going back and forth. I'm so curious to see how Valve That's responds. That's shitty. This is shitty. This is, this is oh, shitty. Is boy. it? Is it shitty? Here's my read. I, I, I think, hmm, I think this show, hmm, I don't know. I think it's like, I can only play armchair quarterback so much, but I feel like this feels like Deep Silver saying we're going to need all the money we can get on this one. Yeah. Oh. It makes me a little worried about the numbers on Metro. Yeah. There, it feels like they are worried about the numbers on Metro because what they could have uh, done. If we, if we can sell less but take a bigger cut, yes, and then and then Epic will also market us. Yes, hey, we'll we'll take the L on whoever won't but buy. But Epic us on doesn't Steam. even market. Wasn't that what part of the whole thing with that store is that it doesn't? I mean, they'll have a front page. They'll sure. Blah 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 blah. Right. Like also, this is marketing. Sure, that's we're true. talking oh, about right. it. Right, <laughs> his marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a PR stunt. Well, except that like they're going to get paid way more per copy sold oh, through yeah. the Epic Store, right? Mm-hmm. And also, as the consumer, you're going to spend ten dollars less if you go to the Epic Store than what Wait. you would do even right now if you bought the presale on Steam. On Steam, it's still sixty bucks. Like you can still go right now and uh, pre-purchase it on pre-purchase it on Steam. Yeah, so it would show up. And I bet you some people are doing that because they want it on Steam. Huh? I'm not. Yeah. I, I yeah, bet not a lot totally. of other people are like fuck Deep Silver forever, fuck Metro. A steam till I die, Gabe and tattoo. What's good? <laughs> but like, there's just something that feels we like. I guess shitty is the wrong word, but there's it, it's this feels weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's good that Steam is getting competition. I'm glad that like bad policies theirs are being exposed. Um, but if the original pitch of this Epic Store was like, look, indies just are getting a raw break. Like, come over to our place. We're giving you a better deal. But what this is turning into is like how fast can Epic write Fortnite checks so they can get big AAA mm-hmm. games to go exclusive on their platform? Mm-hmm. 
how on a platform that like have you gone to the Epic Game Store? Like it's not particularly good UI. No, it's no. not like great to get around. It has bad discoverability. Um, it, it a lot of things are happening really quickly, really fast in a way that doesn't feel totally thought through. It more like oh we we have a moment. Let's do it. Um, I don't know. It just feels like. Is this, at the end of the day, benefiting the people it was supposed to benefit in the first place? Not that, like, you know, Deep Silver isn't a game company, doesn't deserve more of their revenue, theoretically. Mm -hmm. But if the original, like, heartwarming pitch was like, well, those indies, you know, those <laughs> folks that truly need those uh -huh. checks, like, is, th is this actually getting us closer to that goal? Or was that just, like, a nice way to, to, to get people to talk about the Epic Game Store when at the end of the day, it's just about knifing over AAA games. Did we talk about the Epic Game Store stuff that came out from the podcast on this podcast? I the what? Don't think the, we did. The okay, so oh, the that's, guy. That's what I was. That's what guy? I was referring to. With like discoverability, like the whole influencers bit yes, and the all that. Entire yeah. influencers bit. Wait, I don't no, know we did what not discuss that. <sighs> so there was <laughs> a really. there was a podcast. That that hit back in God. When did this even? When did this even? Like December probably, right? Early Two or January, three weeks maybe? ago. I think it was. I think it was early January, maybe. Yeah, it yeah. was. I'm finding the the reset era thread. It was uh, January 13th is when this thread thread went up. Yeah. Um. Uh. Galyankin, uh, who, uh, Sergey Galyankin, yeah, uh, was on a podcast, uh, the a Steam Russian podcast spy guy. Yes, the Steam Spy guy, mm. who is also the the director of publishing strategy at Epic Games, hmm. went on a podcast called How Games Are Made, uh, a Russian uh, spoken podcast. Uh, and talked about, uh, gave a lot of in, in like very interesting information about what Epic strategy is, um, and in terms of what their plans were for discoverability and curation and kind of working with opening the the walled garden up in the long run and all that other stuff. Um, it's worth googling that. Like the the what I'll say is like the initial um, the initial thread as it was written, and the thread is called "The Epic Game Store," as described by Sergey Galyankin, Steam Spy creator currently at Epic. Um, was written by someone who does not speak Russian natively. Uh, and so then there was an update from Galyankin who kind of like broke down some of his arguments for stuff and what he was actually trying to get at. Um, but even with that extra addendum, it is still some messy shit, um, especially around things like influencers, right? Like yeah. this is, they're moving into a, a program that's like an affiliate links program where when you buy a game on the Epic Game Store, you'll be able to put in, you know, whatever the name of your your influencer of choice is as a, as like a almost like a coupon code style thing and they'll get a cut right the uh. influencer will get a cut which for me as someone in this market like I, I mean I'll shout out to giant bombcast Jeff did a really good breakdown of why that that why that maybe feels okay on first blush but on under some deeper thought it's like you can instantly feel how you as a content creator would change your strategy around that yeah that you know and in the most nefarious part that would be like oh I'm gonna say every game I play is good. But even in the less nefarious version, it's like, I'm just going to cover games that I think are good. I'm only going to pay attention to things that I know I will like. I will stop being critical of things. I will not, because I can't sell those things. I will not get a cut of games that I, like, drag. And so why put out the video where I drag this game for for this or that? Yeah. Um, very quickly, really kind of uh, almost... almost um, uh, leads the the entire would lead anyone who's in that ecosystem to start making choices as a content creator that deeply restricts the types of content that they're making um which is for me as someone who wants there to be you know kind of sharper criticism uh and and 
kind of a, a less rah-rah celebratory vibe from gaming in general, not great. Um, uh, though I think it also speaks to like issues in, in broader media culture and like ways in which everyone is just kind of fighting over pennies to try to stay afloat. Um, but one of the more interesting things I think that is useful for this is the one of the one of the points that Galyankin makes is is one that you know I think we tried to make back when the Epic Game Store first launched, which is there are lots of people who do not use Steam. Oh my uh, God, for yeah. those of us here in this room and people who are listening, Steam feels like a foregone conclusion. Like, of course, if you play PC games, you're on Steam. Galyankin claims that 60%, only half of Fortnite players have Steam installed, and of those that do have it installed, 60% don't act- actively use it. And like, yeah, that makes sense to me. 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, yeah. who's the Fortnite audience? Right. Like, it's an entire new generation of people who already have this launcher installed. And so I mm-hmm. understand Epic's drive to quickly like try to grab that audience and, and give them, like put things in front of them to buy. Yeah. But I definitely still feel kind of like, oh, like this is not the like the good guy comes out of nowhere to challenge Steam and there's a new fair competitive marketplace. Like not nah, it's it's two super rich companies, both yeah. of which want to find the way to make their bottom line stronger. And when you think about like what influencers are gonna be like using the like who are the top Fortnite influencers. <laughs> right. 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 That would like encourage their audiences to use the Epic Game Store. Totally. I mean, one of the wildest things about the influencer thing too is you can the developers are going to be able to decide how much of a cut the the influencers get, not on oh, an individual so basis, like... but like straight up they'll be like, okay, yeah, for the first two weeks, uh, uh, influencers will be able to get you know five percent of uh, or twenty percent of the sale. Uh, but then after that, it's going to drop down to 5% or mm-hmm. whatever. Or like, hey, so there's So that's some... a flat rate for all influencers? Yeah, you're not yeah. able to specifically... I mean, you could still on the side go to an influencer oh, yeah. and make a make a deal, make like a content deal where you're like, hey, do an ad for us or whatever. Yeah. But as an affiliate link program through the Epic Game Store, you would be able to basically take any verified... You know, any verified influencer can use their code for your game, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then figure out what the the rate is at any given time, which means you could push back against negative criticism or you could encourage those like opening weekend reviews to be really good. And like that stuff for me is just like mm, sus. Like yeah. it, it opens a lot of doors is what I'll say um, that we like to have closed because it <laughs> keeps us safe. Like the, the think about things like the IGN plagiarist. Last yeah. year, right. mm-hmm. like those people exist, like and I, and it isn't a money hat situation because right now we don't rely on affiliate links for income at a personal level. Like people in this industry don't need that. Um, and and even in the influencer space, there are so many people who get by praising stuff, but also being hypercritical to the point of it being parody. Right? Yeah. We don't need more angry gamer like right. people on YouTube necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, but we also don't need a world in which it's just like like look people- at other industries that have been affected by like look at like Instagram influencers right, that are right. just like have affiliate codes for just garbaggio and are just like putting <laughs> that out for anything like yeah because yeah. that is like the way you make money on Instagram as a platform is be an influencer get influencer codes sell fit tea like that's it <laughs> yep and like this isn't gonna go well We'll like, think that. of, think of yeah. like, Kendall Jenner getting paid $250,000 to put a fucking orange Yo. block on her Instagram we, or whatever. Everyone should watch the Fire Festival doc. Watch Jesus the Fire Christ. Festival doc. That might be my waypoint for this week. I'm not sure. But <laughs> uh-huh. it's just Which fair. one? 
the Netflix one is the one I watched. Which okay. Disclosure is, is compromised. A, is compromised one. But Disclosure also, 2, it's also made by Vice. Yeah, yeah it is also uh, made Disclosure by 3, Vice. you can see our office in that. It's wild. It's wild. I was like, do they work here? Yeah. I was like, do all those people work here now? They shot one of those things like at my desk. Yeah. There was like straight up an wow. interview where I'm like, wait. Who? That's my book. That's my <laughs> it was before we were there, before we moved upstairs. But oh, it's yeah. just straight up. It's actually at Natalie's desk because you can see the back of yeah. the third floor. And I'm like, what is happening? Wow. Anyway. Um, influencers. Anyway. Wow. So this just, I mean, cannot go i don't know i don't know how this turns into like the underdogs get lifted up by by promo codes it's just do the underdogs ever get lifted up i i don't know dark I, question for monday you know what i can think of a time an underdog got lifted up in my in my life yeah it was when mr x burst through a door and lifted me the underdog up by my fucking head and choke slammed me into the ground this weekend hell yeah we're playing Resident he lifted Evil you up and slammed do it you down. to you slam me down i told i told you mr. i told you i tried to one. warn you You did i you know i think resident evil 2 uh is a really good video game <laughs> is uh, it scary i'm not scared at all really like, at all like i'm having the chillest time with it. Oh I'm having God. this like incredible. There's that gift going around from a not Rooster Teeth. What is the what is the group that's a Fun House stream where there's like five people playing the game and some scary shit happens. Everyone's like ah, and there's like one person who's just like popcorn. Like, I'm so, <laughs> that is me. Uh, I think Parsing is like I played Resident Evil Two as a kid and I remember so much of it. Uh -huh. But also it just. It completely puts me into a trance state. <laughs> I, and I wrote this in our notes here. The, the exact quote that I've written is uh, that I should get a chance to explain how this game is so good it makes me actually literally nauseous. I, the before, like, hmm. Soma did that for me. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. I wonder why, why did that do it? Why did Soma do that for you? It felt so emotionally real at okay. a very core level that I actually felt nervous and nauseated wow. playing that game. Okay. So yeah. that's like the story did that and the questions yes. it was asking. For me, this is like, I, I'm going to sound like a fucking Lovecraft protagonist. Like the angles are all too perfect. Mm -hmm. The I, I can sense, when I hold this thing in my hands, I can sense some core truth of the universe inside of it in a way that yes. like moves me to leave my natural physical shell and become one with the cosmos it is yeah I'll, I'll, okay i'll put it into a less okay you know in civilization the the history no in civilization the video game yeah. there's like the common thing of like one more turn i'm just gonna play one more turn until i'm done yeah um resident evil 2 has that for me in every possible way at the smallest level it's i go into a room i open my map it's red that means there's stuff to do in the room still. That means there's like pickups to find or there's a door to unlock or there's a there's a, a typewriter or a, a piece of loot, whatever it is. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play until I get the this room blue. But I found a little chess piece. What do I do with that chess piece? And I know that the structure of the game is tightened, is designed so perfectly that it will not be that long until I know where to put that chess piece. Mm -hmm. And so I walk forward into another room. And what do I see? I see a, a set of slots that one of which has like the rook symbol on it. But I don't have the rook. I have the knight. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put the knight down over here. 
there's only four other slots. How much longer could it be until I get some more chess pieces? I'll just go until I get two more chess pieces. And I clear that room. That room turns blue and I step a little bit further and there's this cut scene and then someone's in trouble. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll find them to help them on the way to get the next chess piece. And so I could play a little bit longer and I find two more chess pieces, but I need four <laughs> more chess pieces. And I get the other chess pieces back and I've cleared out three more rooms are now blue. And then I finally get to where I can see the person is in trouble, but then I fall down and I have to do a boss fight. And I do the boss fight and I get the final chess piece. And it's all tuned to perfection. The, the wheels will not stop spinning. And I cannot stop driving. <laughs> Every night I've played this game, I've played it for two and a half hours longer than I intended to. Wow. I say, I'm going to stop and go to my computer where I can watch some Gundam Double Zeta and cool down for the night. Yes. And instead, what I do is I play the game for two and a half more hours. When Mr. X left my game, I felt sad. I was Mr. not relieved. X. I wanted that pressure because all I want is a little more fuel injected into my experience. I'm going to never stop playing this game. I, it, I genuinely, at the end of the day, felt actually nauseous because it felt so well designed. It felt like sound bites. It felt like everything we've ever done to kind of perfect any media form. And I'm not saying... I, I, I hate this feeling. I really genuinely do. <laughs> it is too clean. It is too smooth. It is a hospital with white walls and the smell of bleach. And I don't know how to stop. <laughs> wow. I'm having a moment. I know. <laughs> I love this. It's I... very good. It's so good. It's so pristine. Yes. For what it what it's attempting to accomplish, I don't... Like, it... it runs that fine, that fine line. Like... Of what like I specifically, as someone that adored Resident Evil Two yeah. as a kid, who is it is a you know formative video game experience that I will never forget. And he's like, I want to feel some measure of that again. Yep. Like it, it, it accomplishes that. Um, I actually think the uh, the the distance between I mean, Capcom's done it before, right? Like you know, the Resident Evil remake for the GameCube yeah. ever, uh, uh, came to everything else. Also. Uh, you know, did something similar. I think it went further. Like, RE2 is a little more interested in preserving that experience. I think RE, the, R, the original remake, as it's called, yeah. like the original RE1, like, was a little more interested in subverting you and your expectations. Like, the whole, there's nothing even close to the equivalent of, like, Crimson Zombies. Right. Um, I forgot in, about in those. Resident Evil 1. Uh, you want to explain one of my f- what those are for people? Who yeah, know? so in, in, Re- in the original Resident Evil 1, like the, the original 1994 or 1996 uh, uh, Capcom game, um, when you kill the zombie and it hit the floor, so you could shoot a zombie, it would hit the floor, and then sometimes it would get back up. If you shot that zombie again and blood went on the floor, they were dead. It was just the game get, communicating a very, like, a black or white thing. It's like, now this zombie is dead, you can remove him from your, your mind. Like, and that worked for all enemies. Like, most enemies, I believe most enemies created a pool of blood, they're dead, they're gone, you can now move on. And in Resident Evil, the, the remake for the for the GameCube, they introduced this thing called Crimson Zombies, which is that every once in a while, one of those zombies that died would get up, it would have a red face, and it would scream at you, right. and it would run. Yeah. And it was fucking <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. It was un... Like, they were more powerful. They were, like, they, the speed was different, right? Like, that was so critical. Yeah. Like, even when you are facing a zombie, it's like, ah, oh, they're going to shamble. I can kind of figure it out. If I get bit, like, I really kind of fucked up in ways that I should have figured out moments before. It just... And it made every room unnerving because you're like, well, I'm going to come in and there were three <laughs> zombies on the ground. Is one of those motherfuckers going to get up and scream at me? Don't scream at me, zombie. Be quiet. Um, 
And this game doesn't do, the, the changes to Mr. X are probably the closest that yeah. the game gets to trying something like that, which is to to, to uh, widen his radius beyond just, you know, a couple of rooms or scripted stuff to like the entire police. I agree with you that as, as uh, I'm, I think maybe similar to you, I'm down in the sewers. Yeah, so I just not particularly the sewers. A not particularly great part of the game, yeah. I will say. It's a it's certainly a low point, um, especially compared to the police station. Um, and uh, I, I I do miss that. Like there there's some stuff that without getting to spoilers, like you know, attempt to like bring a little bit of that back. Oh yeah. Um, there's some wild, but shit nothing in the that is, nothing is n- nearly as stressful as um, the actual sort of like plotting of, of Mr. X. I know Danielle. I know you started playing this and you've been working oh. on a piece about your experience with it. So I'm curious. A, I forget if you have like a, I know you have history with horror, but do you have a history with RE2 like Austin and I do? So this is funny. I have both uh, a hilarious history with this game and also have a weirdly, it's not exactly the same experience Austin is having, but I am both loving this game and made very uncomfortable by why I'm loving this game in a weird other way. But my history with it is very funny. I, as a 14 year old in 1998 read an entire walkthrough of this game in tips and tricks magazine in like March, 1998. Yeah. Nice. Cause that was fun for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Total it was like games you, could, games you didn't own or couldn't afford. Yep. Yeah. I only had an N64. I didn't have every game right. console. Not everything came to everything kids today. <laughs> and so, you know, I like understood every sort of major gameplay beat and puzzle of this game and sort of like, you know, the structures and the locations, but I only played like the first five minutes on somebody else's PlayStation. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, there's fires in the street, there's zombies, the, the opening scene really. So like I have had my hands on it at one point, but not really. So I had this weird miasma of bizarre memories of the game. And so I'm playing it and I'm not very far in, but I am also like the world's slowest player of these types of games. Cause I really do like to go and look at every art asset and every like milieu, every little bit and piece of something like this, because I get very excited about atmosphere in horror games. Um, but I started playing this game as I always do, uh, sort of like as an EMT, right? Like the whole police station is supposed to be this staging area for a mass casualty incident. There's like IV drips everywhere. There's cots, there's bloody sheets everywhere. And I'm just like, oh my God, I feel bad looting. Like this is the survivors need these supplies. They, they need all of this stuff. Um, and within like an hour or two of playing sort of in this police station and I'm playing as Claire, I should clarify. And I don't think Claire's a cop yet in this part of the resident evil lore no her brother is a member of stars so her brother's a cop yeah she's from a cop ass family this woman open carries like every day of her life like she goes to that gas station with like a a gun on her hip she's you know she wears her leather jacket she's got her her motorcycle and she's got her gun she's open carrying which is interesting in its own way uh but yeah so I think the game is really brilliantly designed i think one of its player experience goals maybe subtly is to make you feel like a very idealized action hero cop, mm-hmm. right? You're going through these spaces. You're going through a police station, which I'm playing as this white woman who loves to carry a gun everywhere. She's part of a cop-ass cop family. Like, she'd be really comfortable there if it weren't for the fact that there's zombies everywhere, right? Like, this space is familiar to her. This space is homey even to her, except for the fact that there's zombies. There's something really weird and uncomfortable uh, sort of about that and about playing a, a game set in a police station and set in a police station that, like, hilariously, I think, was supposed to be like, oh, this bastion of, of, of peace and calm in the middle of this incident. Like, oh, this is where everybody, all the survivors went to be safe. Yeah. 
right? Like, that's insane. We never see any, right? Like, almost all of the people you're killing inside of the police station are cops. There are moments when you're outside or when when people, when zombies break in. Yeah. But, like, I don't know that I've found, like, a trauma center. Do you know what I mean? Where there's, like... Uh, normally you'd see just like stretchers of, uh, or, or beds or cots. It's just kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's just like spread throughout. But they you did know, a bad you job, don't. Basically. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like there's like much of a rescue op that was successful at all there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, which is like uh, a little bit funny uh, in itself. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is almost a little bit of a commentary in itself. But it, it sort of bothered me that I started playing this game thinking like an EMT being like, where are the survivors? I want to help the survivors. But obviously the only verbs available to me are shoot things in the face, stab things, and interact. There's an interact button. I can have these very prescribed interactions with mm-hmm. people. There's a point with, Mar- I think his name is Marvin, the first guy who mm-hmm. kind of helps you, where like I wanted to help him and Claire wanted to help him because she's right. like, oh, we got to take you to a hospital. And he's just like, nah. I'm good. He knows what's what. He's he knows what's going on. And I was just I like, say, I want to put stuff on his wound. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what you think of the rest of the game because yeah. Claire wanting to take care of people is a core is a cornerstone of what her story ends up being. Yeah. Um. Uh. There is a side character that is super important to her. That is. A, I mean, I know being, the plot. Oh, okay. Like then, I yeah, know the Sherry stuff. I read this tips and tricks magazine. And well, like I'm super <laughs> curious because like. It ends up one of the things that this game ends up doing. Resident Evil Two, uh, Resident Evil is always done, but but specifically in Two is a particular alliance between big corporations and law enforcement agencies. Yeah, right. That like the same groups that are supposedly there to uh, keep the peace are in fact in league with those who want to hurt us. Yes. Uh, and specifically in the world of Resident Evil, Umbrella Corporation, like it is. It's not quite Bloodborne uh, in the sense of like dig and you will find i mean actually it is literally like bloodborne in that sense if you go beneath the police station far enough you will see, <laughs> You'll see it. that the truth is that the 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 police chief and everyone involved in this shitty like organization has sold out the soul of the world for a couple bucks yeah. um and it is that stuff i i'm i'm I don't know that the story is delivered like super well in this game. I think the voice yeah. acting is a little rough. Um, but I, but uh, as far it's as like, bad. Be, it's bad. It's bad. It's, bad. And it's not great. It's, 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 it's bad. not. Ch- it's it, it Resident Evil Two. Well, Resident Evil franchise in general, accidentally like as RE One was cheesy by accident, right? And then at a certain point, the series to some like took ownership of of like the cheesier B movie aspects of it, especially as the action ramped up and it just kind of like thematically came in line. In this game. Like, nothing about the aesthetic suggests a game that is trying to be anything but, like, deadly serious. I mean, yeah, it's heart keys and all that stuff, but... Um, Love them. I mean, it's trying to scare you, right? Like, it wants to ground you in the world. Everything around you is trying to, like, to, to scare you and, and, and immerse you in that. And the voice acting is just bad. Like, it's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Not awesome. The I think, like, part of that is the thing that's, like... It ends up feeling not like a B movie anymore, um, but it like almost feels like local. I, you know, I don't even want to drag local community theater. Like it isn't even that. Like it is, it is, it is lower than that in terms of like making me care about the characters, which is part of why I'm experiencing it in this state of remove. Why I'm not very scared. Why I'm not. Why I'm like it feels like a puzzle box to me, but a very good puzzle box. Yeah, and not like. Um, not like RE7, which like shook me, like I said last week, like really fucked me up in terms of like being afraid of every moment of the first act of that game. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, 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 you know, I'm definitely, I'm curious to go back through it as Leon. So I'm also playing as Claire right now yeah. um, because one, for the reason you just talked about, which is like Leon is literally a cop. 
He has um, a welcome sign. There's, there's, his there's name is literally in, in balloons. Like, welcome, right. Leon. There's here's a, your space. There's a puzzle to get into his desk. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, straight up. Um, and that stuff uh, is really, like... I'm interested to see how they differentiate that stuff besides the side characters, um, if there is any feeling of those two characters being meaningfully different. But also just, like, I'm curious if I'm going to break out of this trance it has on me, this, like, mood that it has put me in by the time I finish with I can't with imagine you're going to because, like, it's it, the arc of this game is, like, it's most effective up front and becomes less effective yeah. as it goes along. Like, I, you know, the last section of the game, you know, the, you know, as you get deeper into the Umbrella stuff, like, you know, it's just... The, this, the police station is the best is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. is the best part of the game. It was true of the but original. But I'm in the final. Is, Patrick, is, I, is true I played until 3 a.m. last night. I had a hard time yeah, sure. leaving the, the – actually, that's true. I played until, I played until 2 and then – I'm not saying it's, it's still not still up. good. It's just it's – just, it's just – it's – it is not. It never gets as good as the police station. Right. At least, but as that's far, as when far you start as over I, as Leon. I'm going to be able to be back in the police station. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Mr. X will uh, be right around I will, the corner. I will say, there is one uh, in a game. A game that doesn't have very good character moments. If there's like any failing, like it's like my one of my biggest problems. The game is like it. Yeah, it sort of drops the ball on like re, rethinking the plot and the story. Um, and I mean, it's like giving any sort of like real depth to the to the characters beyond. Um, the real surface level stuff that that is there. Um, the I, I don't know if it landed for you at Austin at all, but um, like the little sequence, and I don't want to spoil exactly what happens, but there is a sequence that occurs when you leave the police station and you come. One of the few times you come across some survivors um, as you're leaving the police station to your next area. Um, like I found that little people know what I'm talking about, and I don't want to get into it to to, to the exact details, but I found that sequence to be like stage like reasonably well. Claire does not and, like, have that pretty sequence. effective. Oh, you do, okay. Well, you Maybe go, I should, if you you're not going to play the Leon sequence, I would. I, I could. Oh, okay. Shit. Because Claire's um, thing is about going to help a character who's in trouble, a specific character who right, is not right, in Leon's right, story. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll send you that cutscene. I'm gonna play. Yeah, if I don't get around stuff. to it, send me that cutscene. Because I found, I found people know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like I found that series, that sequence to be pretty effective, and also it only raised my disappointment in what they didn't do elsewhere, which may which may have to do with the fact that you know certain things were seen to be sacrilegious in terms of like what they wanted to touch and not touch. Sure. And that's, that's what makes, if anything, what I'm excited about is like, this team didn't make RE7. This was a separate right. team. Like the mm. RE7 team is making another, presumably RE8. Um, and they now have two teams that have like, if this, if this RE2 was like to prove themselves, like I'm excited to see what this team does next. I actually would be excited for them to see them do RE3 because that's a game that that's when the series kind of started teetering off. I actually didn't play Nemesis. Like I don't know why. Like for for yeah, everything, I was off onto JRPG. I was off onto JRPGs at that point. Like that's I think Final Fantasy had hooked me, and I, that's mostly was spending a lot of my time playing um, during that era. But for some reason, I didn't play RE3. I think also the reviews were not very good mm -hmm. for that game. So maybe I was old enough that that like tipped me off, and I was gonna spend my money elsewhere. But I like especially given the, the way the Mr. X stuff works, I I would be into seeing that team either get a chance to do their own thing or or even do RE3. Because um, at that point, you sort of bridged the series. Like, you wouldn't have to... You don't need to remake RE4, although I guess that's probably coming, you know, at some point mm -hmm. down the line. But RE3 would be the last one where you could sign, kind of see, like, a real through line in the series where they're all, like, relatively playable, even if you're uh, accustomed to modern standards. Zero as well, maybe. Uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, I didn't play Zero. I did not play Zero. Zero was the train. in the uh, yeah, and it was like in the engine that the game that the GameCube remake was in, right? I think so. Yeah. That game has yeah. such a distinct look. 
I really like Zero, even though it also suffers from the first area is way more interesting than mm. anything else. Like that's playing the train area yeah. of that, it's like that's all you need. It's good. <laughs> so. Um, is playing as Claire and Leon are they such distinct stories that it wouldn't, or does it feel those like? Is so there enough overlap that it would feel like replaying the game? It's replaying the game based on playing it when I played it on PlayStation, like. I mean, that was a whole thing where, like, there was a whole system around the order you the zap, the zap system. system, right? Which, like, I want to say, like, would ammo change? You could leave or, like, items yeah. and stuff behind in the boxes, yeah. You oh, could, like, for the next playthrough? Yeah, totally, which was mm-hmm. neat. I don't know if this does anything like that. I don't think it does. I think it's just yeah. two concurrent playthroughs or not concurrent. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, can and, you start Claire and then? Yep. I'm starting Claire and then I'm going to go to Leon. You can start but with can whoever you can you start want. Claire and then like in the middle of Claire start Leon no. or it has to be like a whole new I think it's save. a whole new save campaign. Okay, gotcha. A whole new a whole new playthrough. Um they have different weapons. So like Claire has a grenade launcher. Leon has a shotgun. Right? As the as the like second first mm-hmm. as the second backup weapon you get or like second strong weapon that you get. Um uh so like I think that stuff is all different and then like they have a different side character who you occasionally play as who has like their own little story. Um, unsurprisingly, Claire's is a child who is who she has maternal feelings for and is mm-hmm. trying to take care of. Mm-hmm. And Leon's is a hot lady spy mm-hmm. who has a grappling hook and a red dress. Sick. A very tight yeah, skirt. Uh-huh. Dress, skirt, dress, whatever skirt, it is. whatever it is. Yeah, I don't remember what I haven't seen I haven't seen her in this game. A dirt. So yeah, that was that? A dirt. A dirt. <laughs> don't like that word. Um any other <laughs> RE2 thoughts before we move on? I just so if you it doesn't it doesn't matter this time around what order you play them in? I don't believe so. Okay. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know. Um but send, like only one send, of you listening. Send corrections. Just check my no, don't send corrections. <laughs> just check my mentions and be like, oh wow, you get a lot of tweets. I'm not gonna send anything actually. Right. And then be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> um but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter the order you pay you okay. play on this time. Could be wrong. Uh there's like DLC coming, right? Yeah. There's a lot of DLC coming. Yeah, the the so the, the the effective moment I was telling you about. So they're doing this these ghost survivors, which are basically the thing we're alluding to. It's like, wow, you don't really get a lot of insight gotcha. into like how did people you know deal with Raccoon City? Um, they're gonna be four short stories coming Ooh. February fifteenth. Uh, I think the same day as Crackdown two and or Crackdown three and, and Metro. Metro. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a third thing. Fuck. On the, on the yeah, 15th? there's a third thing. There's a on third the fifteenth. There's for sure a third thing. I think it might not be like a big. I just typed February fifteen into Google. <laughs> what is not, February fifteen? I think our editorial calendar thing. If you tab over, has most of the. Uh, there is just some other bullshit. I'm, oh my god! Why? Can't I think I it's not? a really big one. Is it? It's gonna be very funny when we find out what this is. Uh, uh, Far Cry New Dawn. Wow. wow. Sure. There you go. Sure uh, also, also, Jump Force, the anime oh, fighting really? game, is also out that Jump day. Force. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, totally. Trials Rising earlier. So, yeah, it's, 12th, it's, but. uh, yeah, four short stories, including one that it's about the, the moment I was, uh, interesting earlier, which I'm super yeah. interested to see how that, um, plays out. And I think that that's cool. I, I guess I'm, I w- sort of wish that stuff had been weaved into the game itself. Right. Um, Without having seen it, I don't know. It's free update. It right? might be their way of splitting the difference, which is like huh? it's a free yeah, update free at least. Yeah, so cool. um, they did a lot of free updates for RE7 right. uh, as well. Like Capcom has been big on just pumping free stuff into their even their single player games that aren't like sort of you know 
games as a service, uh, but not really doing uh, season pass. Capcom has owned just... January three years in a row now, which is like it's a it's that's just Monster their thing. Yeah. Ari Seven, Monster Hunter World, Ari Seven, the year right. before that. Damn. So yeah, shout outs to making my January interesting. Uh last thing, Patrick, you have played through Life is Strange episode two, Life is Strange two episode two, high level. Yeah. Like, is it good? I, I are there the powers are in this one? Is that what I've heard? Uh, yeah, I'd say like the like high level description of this episode is exploring the superpowers. Um, not like the mythology, more like you know how they the, work in puzzles and what does a, what does a yeah what does a small not not really puzzles oh, like it's, uh-huh. it's okay. unlike the first one it's not really the power or at least in so far uh, as two episodes it is not um, really integrating that it's you know a lot of like when to use when to hide like what's the responsible you know, ethical way of using these things as you're on the run. Um, and so um, I, I I found it to be a really effective episode. Um, this uh, one, if you have played the Captain Spirit prologue, you will get a lot more out of this. Um, if you haven't played it yet and you're playing this, I would highly recommend going and spending an hour doing the Captain Spirit prologue. Um, not that you can't follow the story, um, but you just, you get a lot of really interesting insight into some dynamics that play out and uh, some... Other things that I'd love to talk about that are spoilers, but uh, I, it is another strong episode. I, I I really like it. They are doing a really good job at, at pulling at the the heartstrings. And um, is it still trying? Yeah. To, so so in Captain Spirit, there were questions of abuse, and in the first episode mm-hmm. of the season, uh, questions of, like you know issues of racism and police violence and some other stuff. Like, is it still working with a sort of heavier milieu, or is it has it has it kind of traded that? Yeah, power if out? like there's if there's one that it's playing with here, it's uh, mm, well, I don't want to say too much of the story, but like um, you, at some point you come across a computer in which someone that is supposed to be helping you is looking at conspiracy websites. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. Sure believe it. So this one is about, I guess this one is about family okay. um, would be that and the complications of a family and what lengths will or will not family go to, um, to help you. When your uncle, um, is, is when your uncle has with. an Infowars subscription, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, but it's not, but it's not just, Oh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the uncle that is, uh, you know, just spouting, uh, he's, there's no MAGA hat. Okay. It's nothing. Okay. It's nothing that simple. Um, this series uh, and this second uh, series in particular has shown an adeptness at showing a lot of nuance in its character portrayals, right. and that is that is granted to this as well. So the 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 stuff they're playing with, yeah, you can kind of joke about, you know, aha, just it's an Infowars MAGA hat, but it's not. It's not that simple, and it makes for some really interesting character work that um, they continue to deliver. Awesome. On. Uh, heads up, like. Uh, People got you know. There's a website. Uh, what's that website? That's like, do they kill the dog? Yeah. Right. Like for oh, movies. Yeah. Yep. Does the dog um, die? I think. Does the dog die? Yeah. yeah like, there's dog stuff. In, like, just there's dog stuff in this oh, one. Just like a oh boy. heads up for people. I know that's like a thing. Um, understandably. So just heads up if that is a particular uh, trigger for you. Um, <laughs> you will want to be aware of uh, how some things play out in uh, this episode. All right. What about one quick question before we wrap up? If you yes. have questions, you send them in to gaming at vice.com. Uh, this one comes in from, do I want to use this one? I want to do this one. I want to do this one. This one comes in from Zaruba, who says, Hey, Waypoint crew, a new sandwich shop opens down the street. Hell yeah. You enter to see what this place's deal is. You look up at the menu and you see there is a sandwich named after you. What's on it? Oh, 
I'm so excited. This is such a good question. This is such a good question. Shit. What's on I'm it? So hungry. <laughs> Me too. I have a meeting I'm so after this. Hungry I'm right not now. happy God, about it. it. You're shrugging at me, Danielle. What's I know. on what's on I the know Danielle? What's on my sandwich? What's on the Danielle? It's a delicious mix. It's on a multi-grain low-carb bread. Uh-huh. Uh really amazing hummus mm. with some olive tapenade. Ooh. Green olives. Mm. Okay. Even better than kalamata. Okay. Fight me. I'm not trying to. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> Kick my ass. It's gonna have some pickles. It's gonna have some lettuce. Pickles are good. It's lettuce gonna have some really delicious, uh, sort of like pickled beets. Okay. Mm. Damn. Okay. Like that, or no? Sorry, pickled radishes. Okay. Yeah. Not pickled beets. Okay. I don't want too much beet. Yeah. And uh, a little bit, just a touch, tiniest touch of aioli. Aioli's good. Yeah. What type of aioli? Just like a general. Like a lemon garlic. Okay. Yum. There we go. Yum. The Danielle sounds good. Yeah. Patrick, Natalie. Oh, and tomatoes. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Pat, do you have yours? I'm just a messy ass meatball sauce. Oh. Fucking everywhere. Uh. Gets all on your fingers. You're not even like a. Just, you, gotta go, you gotta go. You can't just have the Patrick be a meatball sub. What's the special touch? Is it like a meatball sub that has chicken parm inside of it? Is it like, <laughs> like how how do you make? Is it have like uh, b- buffalo sauce on it? Like what's oh. the? Do you you bite. You think you're ordering a meatball sub? It's sold as a meatball sub, and there's just chicken wings inside. Oh my god, <laughs> it's the worst. Jesus. And they're not boneless. Ew. Oh god, the bones were there. Wow, you got a it's, just a, it's, just a, it's a meat. It's a meatball, <laughs> and it's got the and it's got the the meatball. It's got the spaghetti meat sauce, the marinara sauce, sauce yeah, yeah, on yeah. there, yeah. and there's just chicken wings in there with bone. Uh, meat bones. <laughs> meat bones. Meat bones. Meat bones. Oh yeah. Meat bones. Natalie, save us. <laughs> um, mine would be on some fresh. Italian roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta give me mustard. You gotta, gotta give me some sun dried tomato mayo. Mm-hmm. Oh. You gotta give me shredded lettuce, mm-hmm. uh, pickles, pepperoncinis, mm. spicy mustard too. Yellow and spicy. Wow. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, oil, vinegar. Gotta have it. I'm just building a sandwich from Bay Cities in LA. Uh-huh. Don't in worry. LA, I'm about, you know I'm about to take is. everybody to Wawa, so don't even worry <laughs> yes. about it. Um, uh, Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese is great. Pepper Jack cheese. Um, vegetarian, veggie bacon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crispy. Uh, like the shiitake kind? Oh, damn. That would be nice. Good. Maybe some of those crumbled on top. <sighs> um, hmm. What else? I think that's about it. Sounds okay. good as hell. It's it fun. does sound good as hell. It's in fact, it's very close to what I was going to give, except with like meat, with like honey turkey and like yeah. If there was like some some deli tofurkey like slices, throw that throw on that there. on there. Okay, so instead of doing that though, I'm gonna go messy like Patrick because <laughs> that's that's you've given me you've given me like the vegetarian version of what my Wawa order is basically like a hundred percent. Um, Wawa is like a sub shop and convenience store and gas station in New Jersey. That's fantastic. Um, I wish they were in New York. It's like Seven Eleven plus Subway, right? Yeah, except like better than either of them by yeah. far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By far. Wow. By far. Seven <laughs> Eleven and, it's and like Subway a sheets, can fuck right? off. It's like a Sheets. Yeah. I've never had a Sheets, so I'm not here to disparage the name of Sheets. Whereas I've had everything in a Seven Eleven. I've had everything inside right. of Subway. Not everything, but you know, I've had I've enough. had enough to make a judgment <laughs> call. Wawa way better than either. Yeah. Sheets, shout outs. Good luck. Yeah, I know Justin good. McElroy does the whole thing. <laughs> um, he just <laughs> runs Sheets, the company. No, right. That's um. So instead, I'm gonna go the other way, which is like a basic but very messy sandwich. Also, like Patrick, which is it is a you've heard of a cheesesteak. Yeah. Get rid of the cheese. 
and replace it with literally just A1 steak sauce. Oh, hell yeah. It is just <laughs> a sub. Like, it is just like a hero mm-hmm. with just steak mm-hmm. and A1 steak sauce. Damn. And that is it. Steak and then you have to get it with, like, a cherry Coke or, like, a black cherry, like a Stewart's black cherry. That's what yes. we're talking about, black cherry, hell black yeah. cherry, Soda. what's good. And that's it. That is the Austin. That is it. There's, like, no, like... All, uh, curly fries have to come with it. It's like a meal. It's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. curly fries. Combination. A one steak sub. No cheese. No. I like cheese. Not on <laughs> no, this one. <laughs> and uh, a black cherry soda. Would you take a side of melted cheese to dip into? I would allow it. Okay. I would. You could ask for it, fifty cents <laughs> okay. extra on the side. Okay. okay. Right. You know what I mean. But what it's... you get for free is more A one steak sauce to dip into. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I went to a diner once? I've. Oh my. God, I went to it. So it's basically, basically what I've just described is a French dip, but with instead of au jus, it's it's a one, right? <laughs> I once went to a diner at like two a.m. with a friend of mine who was living in California. Flew out to Jersey to like hang out that weekend. We went to a diner at two a.m. and I ordered a French dip sandwich. Um, and instead of bringing out au jus, like the gravy to dip it in, they brought out maple syrup. And I yes. did oh. not realize until yes. I took my first bite. Oh. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, damn, this is all right. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. like, wow, this is actually okay. I've yes. never ordered it again. I never will order it again. But that's the Austin Walker. There's the Austin. Right. <laughs> you also get the Austin Walker, which is a French dip you dip in maple syrup. Damn. And I like, I I told the waitress at the end of the meal, and she said that didn't happen. She was like, no, I when didn't. When there was no she maple syrup you. left? Well, no, there was still maple syrup left. And you're like, check it I'm out? Check it out. She's like, no, that's French dip. And I was like, that's all Jew. I was like, all right, uh, I'll leave you the tip. I got to go. I can't get into this <laughs> argument with you. It's 3 a.m. You didn't ask her to taste it? No. Or like look at it? Like if you just poured it out. She's like, it- I brought you au jus. Like she was trying to basically say like I switched it or something. Okay. Was, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I was like, I'm not taking your tip away. This isn't like a, like, I think she thought I was trying to find a way to like. Uh, get the thing off the menu. This is 3 a.m. and people do that. And they do that. But that's yeah. not what I was doing. I ate the sandwich. Yeah. Anyway. Not trying to Damn. get freebies out here. I'm not trying to get freebies. That's to, to Zaruba for the great question. Again, if you have questions, you can send them into gamingadvice.com. As always, we want to shout out Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that. We point that zone slash B O E N. Patrick, where can people find you? At Patrick Clark. How about you, Danielle? At Danielle R I. Natalie Watson. At Natalie Watson. How about you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. As always, you can find me at twitter.com slash Austin underscore Walker. You can find the show. And everything we do, uh, Twitter.com slash Waypoint. Facebook.com slash Waypoint. I don't know why I'm up here now. I'm up here now. Whoa. Mickey's here. All right. Uh, Mickey's uh, here. God, I'm just going to watch all the Kingdom Hearts stuff for the rest of my life. That's what's going to happen. I'll be playing Resident Evil 2 and watching Kingdom Hearts until I fucking die. Um, uh, is there anything else? Um, Waypoint.advice.com. Waypoint.advice.com. Discourse.zone. You already know Shout what it is. Shout out to Bowen. Shout out to did that. did that bit already. Uh, tune in for our Kingdom Hearts thing. Uh, if you still have Kingdom Hearts like qu- questions or feelings, you can send those in also to gamingadvice.com. Or wait, are they sending them just to you, Patrick? Who's getting your what? Kingdom Hearts letters? Where's Where are those going? Your inbox or oh, gaming? Well, th- those are, those have all been going to my email just because that's what I mistakenly put in. <laughs> Great. Oh. Patrick, so Patrick Klepek. Now have, what's the count? Uh, let's Do you see. have a special uh, like, label for it? you have a box? 
Yeah, I have. Yeah, they're just they're just dumb. Yeah, so uh, I have 130 emails oh and counting. God. Wow, they're not going to waste. As I mentioned, as as I mentioned, as mentioned on the Kingdom Hearts podcast, they will be used both in the podcast and in some sort of article on Keep the site. Keep sending. To some degree. Last thing, Keep them coming. if you haven't yet, go uh, subscribe to Be Good and Rewatch It over on your your iTunes or your Google Play or wherever. Um, we don't; it's not in this feed anymore. So, you want to hear us talk about Glass this week? That's a thing you could do. <laughs> I got thoughts. Me too. I also have thoughts. I saw it yesterday. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Stay tuned. Enjoy the rest of your weeks. We will be back soon enough. Danielle, what do we say to him? Be good and be good at it. Peace! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bye, Patwick. See you in Kingdom Hearts land. When are we recording Kingdom Hearts? Good question. We need to eat lunch, but we also have a meeting in here in 20 minutes. Why was the thing just yelling at me? That was my, for some reason, my watch decided. Hey, Siri, why don't we play Kingdom Hearts together? I want to go to Toy Story land. All right, I'm this We'll figure it out on your end. I'm open for the afternoon. Okay, waypoint recording. All right, sounds good. Peace. Peace. 25. Wow. Did we get 25? Damn. Damn, the speed. Can't surprise me. <laughs> I I'm also like ready. the double clap on this side. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. choice. Yeah. Whichever one you like better. <laughs> Patrick, can I have a count? <laughs> this is tomorrow. This goes up tomorrow, right? Is this what we're doing? Yeah, yeah today is today. Kingdom Hearts. Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Three, two, one.